Hash House and Circle Up. Welcome to On On, the Hash House Harrier podcast for interviews, history, and stories. I'm your host, Ra. Today on the podcast, we are almost in Boston. We're nearby in Newton, Massachusetts, with a hasher who started in the South in the U.S., has started a couple hashes, a hash he helped start at Skull and Boner's Hash. Welcome today on the podcast, Ducky. Thank you. Total hash name is Duck Duck Oops, but oh. yeah, everyone calls him Ducky. Okay, Duck Duck Oops. Tell us, everybody, where and when... And how did you get to your first hash? So it was back in 2011. I was going through some career transitions and was really bored outside of my brain, not knowing what to do. And a buddy of mine from college kept telling me to go to this thing called a hash. And I was like, no, that sounds dumb. (laughs) And for six months, she bugged me and pestered me. Now, granted, at the time, she was in Colorado. I was in Alabama. And I was like, well, if you're not here, I'm not going to go. And it sounds like a drug thing. And I don't really know. That sounds fine. I'm okay without it. She said, look into it. You're an idiot. You're going to love it. It's going to be fun. So I looked up the closest hash, was, uh, which was about an hour and a half away up in Birmingham. Turned out to be Vulcan. At the time, Vulcan was a very runny hash. And just to keep up with the group, I had to lose a lot of weight. Wow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was it was a blast. Uh, I thought the road top running was fine, but they introduced me to Shiggy. I was like, what the hell is this? I was, it was a, yeah, and then that was it. Like, I was a hasher from that point on. Great. So you just looked it up and showed up one day. Basically. And what do you remember what it was like, those early, the earliest hashes 10 years ago or so at Vulcan? How many people and beer circle singing? What was it like? So these are these are southern hashers. My very first hash was was Shiggy. Like I don't I don't know if the the folks that I was hashing with then are still hashing now. Some of them are. I think right. it was crazy. I had never seen anything like it in my life because I at the time I was drinking a lot, but I was just drinking with with my own friends. But now all of a sudden we get to drink in the woods or like on some street corner, and it was just that that was the craziest thing. I finally found what I thought were my people because everyone there was just fucking weird. (laughs) And I was like, I can get it down with this because I've been trying for years to, to overcome my weirdness and I just couldn't. (laughs) Right. Now now you didn't have to. Oh man. These guys were amazing. Um, Like the, the very first hasher that I met was Baba Lost Sheep. He drug me into the the shrub he made me learn all this weird uh, hash knowledge and at the end of it the the vulcan tradition is to oh gosh it's something to do with a banana and <laughs> i can't i can't even remember my brain's fried but something along the lines of make sure you have your banana before you enter circle and after you leave circle otherwise like things happen yeah i i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Great. Were any of these hashers also doing the regular Birmingham hash? There was a city of Birmingham hash at that point, I think. Right. So at the time, Birmingham hash, Birmingham H3 was the big shiggy kennel. Vulcan 
uh, is a Birmingham hash, and it was mostly the road top. And about the time that I got into both of them, Birmingham kind of started pulling back a little bit. Uh-huh. And then eventually Vulcan became more of a shiggy slash uh, bar crawl. Yeah. Uh, but actually, the, the hash necklace that I have now was made from hashers from the Birmingham hash. Huh. Uh, and because hashers are morons, I ended up getting my necklace twice. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Did you need to drive 90 minutes every time you wanted to hash back then? Yep, yep, and I did. And it was on a Tuesday night. Wow. It was challenging. Fortunately, I was able to crash with some of the hashers, even though I didn't know them very well. So if I got a little bit too toasted, I'd just crash with someone. Nice. And it worked out fine. Yeah. yeah. I've hashed with Birmingham. Did a road trip down there and got picked up at the airport and hashed with them. It was part of another weekend. Did you ever meet uh, Tainted Bone? I don't remember that name. He was the one who made me the my hash necklace, and he was kind of the god of the, the, mm. the Birmingham hashing community. Cool. Yeah, I think my trip was 2004, but he was probably there then. Anybody else? Who, who were some of the other names? Do you remember any of the other names from then, from Vulcan or Birmingham? Uh, yes, I, I say I do, but I, I <laughs> you can see them. right now. Okay. Uh, Uzi, House of Ooze. Ah, okay. Uh, she was one of the very first hashers that I met. It was the, the two that I remember meeting specifically Baba because he's he's just he's nuts and he's wild and he's an old cranky man. Uzi because she was cute. There was a Steamy Carrot, I think Steamy Carrot was there, Banana Grabber. Those two kind of they were just like the cute couple of the group, the kind of the the, the mom and dad of the group. They were kind of mm-hmm. great. A handful of others, but man, my, my brain is toast. So I yeah. I'm lucky to remember any of those names. Well that that name banana grabber may have had something to do with that banana tradition. I think so. Okay, well, so what took you away from Alabama then? I had never intended to, to live in Alabama. I grew up in Alabama and I left in 2002, joined the Air Force. And then after my Air Force career, joined another organization that kept me out of the state. I had some health concerns that ended up taking me back to Alabama, which actually, I guess, since we're talking about Hash Haven, this is all related. So before I started hashing, I had a, a mental health breakdown, uh, a very early one. I was 29 uh, going on 30. So it was about a year between my, my breakdown and, and hashing. It was a good opportunity for hashing to get started in my life because it kind of gave me something to do and focus on. Right. And it was great. But I needed to leave Alabama because I, I, I don't fit in Alabama right. very well. Um, my entire family, you know, is, you know, I grew up on a farm in a small town and it was great. It was lovely, but I just, I'm not a small town person. Now I kind of hate big cities, but I, I, I want beautiful, large acreages without racist people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can't have everything sometimes, but it's a good thing to shoot for. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you left Alabama, and where did you go next? After hashing by Birmingham, anyhow. I, at the same time that I was hashing with Birmingham, I started up the Tuscaloosa Hash House Kennel. It was about a year after I got that up and going with a few other folks that I thought, all right, well, I need to start applying for jobs outside of the state again. I've yet to live in New England. So I'll try New England. So I applied to the VA up in Connecticut, landed the job, moved to Connecticut on a a shoestring budget. And then while I was in Connecticut, I met up with New Haven Hash House Harriers. Right, yeah. And New Haven is lovely. They're they're a great bunch of folks. 
but they had never seen Shiggy. And then they made the mistake of asking me to hair a trail like right after I got there. And I was like, oh, oh sure, it's going to be great. So I did a little bit of a road truck trail, but I also gave them some Shiggy and like half the kennel stuck. Looked at the ground and they're like, but there's water. <laughs> I was like, you're going to get your shoes away. It'll be fine. It'll be great. Nobody moved. <laughs> so, all right. All right. Well, we'll get past this, but I swear to God, by the time I'm done with you, you're going to love Shiggy. It's going to be great. And then about half of them quit. (laughs) Or at least they quit showing up to my trips. (laughs) Well, let's go back to Tuscaloosa just for a bit. Had you been in mismanagement in Birmingham hashes? No. 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 But you got a new hash going. How long did that take? What was it like to start a new hash? Honestly, it was... It, it was it was weird because I thought starting up a hash in a Tuscaloosa in a college town would be super easy because I because beer. I, I went to school at the University of Alabama. I knew what it was like to to be a student there, and I thought, well, super easy for to to make that transition. Just no one wanted to come. We even found professors at the University of Alabama that were hashers in other parts of the country. Then they moved back. And they refused to join the group. Wow. Because, well, this is this is my profession. I, I can't possibly put that in jeopardy because of a hash. Right. And I was like, all right, well, I mean, you're giving us way too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> it was me and two other guys for the longest time. And they were both hashers from, from other kennels uh, in other parts of their career. So it was just really me and two other guys for the longest time and we would just kind of switch out who's herring and who's buying the beer our initial our inaugural was was huge because we had everyone from birmingham come down we had folks from all over the the south come up for it and then kind of died out for a little bit and we thought okay we'll do a resurrection hash because i still need a hash close to tuscaloosa but like we had it going for six months and it kind of fell off right so a year later the, like a year after we started it, we had a resurrection hash and had about 30 to 40 people show up, mostly Birmingham folks, but some other folks as well. And we had a blast at that event. I was like, hey, this is great. I'm glad things are going back to, to the way they used to be. Like we're going to have some great hashes coming up, but I just got a job in Connecticut, so I'm fucking off. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Did it survive? They did for a little bit. I, I haven't heard. We I left it with a hasher called Lady Boy Blue. They even hosted a hash, including Birmingham and some of the other local kennels, and definitely got the law called on them and kicked out <laughs> of the property. But so they've done some fun things. But I, I don't I don't know if they're super active right now. Did you know another notorious Air Force hasher in Alabama at that time? Stray Dog. Stray Dog. Yeah. Oh God, that name sounds familiar. I, I can't say that a, a face is coming up to mind, but he was uh, one of the early hash publishers and had some notorious. There were some. There's always hash politics, and there were some battles. But I've been down to his place and hashed with him in Ragland, and Birmingham was part of that. Oh, okay. You got the new job and you moved north. And let's go back to New Haven after you killed off some of the shiggy fears. <laughs> Yeah. So by the time that I moved up there, there were two other hashers that had a big influence on me. Uh, one was a New York hasher who just loved coming up to, to New Haven and hanging out. Her name was Penis Flytrap. Lovely lady who's also an asshole. <laughs> another asshole who moved up to uh, New Haven just to go to school at Yale because as an atheist, he wanted to be a divinity student. And I thought, wow. well, fuck, this guy's going to be great. I also thought he was older than the actually was so i thought i was hanging out with like two 30 year old guys or folks and then penis turned out to be 
amazing and close to my age and taint was like 21 (laughs) but anyway we started hanging out and having a great time and we were all getting frustrated because we wanted to do more shiggy trails and new haven was just not having it we're like okay cool well the way i remember the story we were going to a a new haven white dress run and tank comes up to me he's like hey you uh want to start a kennel (laughs) like no About a week later or sometime later, Taint Penis and I were hanging out some weekend and Taint is very persuasive, like that is his his personality. So he convinced everyone we should start a kennel and we were going to name it, what were we going to name it? Uh, The Lost Crusade because of Yale, Uh because Indiana Jones was a Yale professor. Yeah. And we ended up connecting with Eiffel Tower and Tower's like, you know what, you guys really should go with skull and bones because that's also ah. yale and funnier so we got skull and boners and it was huge huge our first hash we had folks coming up from virginia from south carolina we had folks from all over the u.s show up it was a blast and at the time i had just moved into this new apartment with a super creepy dude and i was living in the basement which we called the, the uh, ducky dungeon and it was a crazy time one talking my roommate into hey we're gonna have some folks over for the weekend <laughs> one weekend a month for like however long and he's like oh yeah that's gonna be great i'm like there's gonna be a lot of naked people and he's like oh yeah that's fine I'm like he was a little bit less okay with it when we had the fire department show up, but we ended up uh, convincing Penis to move from New York up to New Haven, <laughs> and the three of us rented this huge house that was super drafty, and if you plug in more than three things, you're going to blow the fuse, but we rented out this huge house and called it the Boner House. Brilliant. Every, every month, once a month, we had this huge blowout event. Every hash felt like an event hash because folks were showing up. Uh, Thursday, Friday, uh, hanging out on Saturday. We would hash on Sunday, and then I would step over everyone Monday morning on my way to work. <laughs> ah. And how many were coming usually? What was the range of attendance on those events? You know, those those first few hashes, it was anywhere from 30 to 50 people. Nice. Our standard, our average was about 20 to 25 folks. Right now, I think they're, they're probably between 10 and 15 folks or, or whatever, so... But that first year, it, it just felt like a party, and it was it was not. It was absolutely insane. So for how the hash operated and the traditions and the circle and the – did they come from your experience in Alabama? Did you mix it with these other people from New York? And how did you form the traditions of Skull and Bones? We identified ourselves as a southern kennel from the south and the north. Mm. Kind of, if you're familiar with trash, which I'm assuming you are. Sure, Carolina. Uh, right. We kind of affiliated ourselves as the trash of the North. <laughs> just branding. Just yeah. bad, just a little bit classier. Oh, okay. <laughs> Taint brought a lot of traditions from, from his kennel down in Tidewater. I brought some traditions from Tuscaloosa Hash and then from Vulcan. Penis brought a lot of traditions from New Haven. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of how our environment kind of grew. Were there some New Haven people that became regulars? Some, yeah. We made a a very solid effort to make it as inclusive as possible for all the kennels in the state. The two main kennels are Rotten Groton at the time and then New Haven. Rotten Groton New Haven would switch every other weekend and hash. Uh. They would would hash on Saturdays primarily. So we wanted any of 
those guys to come hash with us because if you have a hankering for some shiggy, like we got that in spades. Nice. But, <laughs> but we, we want them to, to have the option to come hash and enjoy that and do their road top stuff uh, in their other kennel. So we decided we were just going to hash on Sundays. It became a whole thing and a whole uproar, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> Quick, how about give us the two minute version? What was the uproar? I believe some in, in New Haven, certainly not everyone, but some in New Haven in mismanagement didn't appreciate that there were some assholes who wanted to do another style hash in the area. That sure. didn't, I think maybe they thought that we were trying to take over New Haven, mm-hmm. which was weird because all we wanted to do was just hash the way we wanted to hash. <laughs> there was one particular meeting where some of the leadership from New Haven and me and a one other of the, the folks from Boners met up and we literally had Rotten Grotten come in to, you know, be the peacekeeper, ah. lay out the rules. Like no one's trying to fuck anyone. We just want to go do some weird things in, in a swamp. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's actually a long tradition all the way back from Mother Hash. There's you know, discussions that there was resistance to any other clubs forming. And, and eventually everybody figures out that, Everybody can do their own thing. Well, and what we found out was we had folks that would come to a boner trail and find out that, okay, it was fun, but maybe I should find other hashing ventures where I don't have to, in the middle of winter, swim up to the ice <laughs> yeah, uh, to, to clear the lake. So they would go over to New Haven. They would have a blast. Or some New Haven folks would start hashing with them and think, well, wait, I want something a little bit more than this. And they would come to us and start swimming up to the ice and, and clearing the lake. <laughs> yeah. We were definitely the extreme hash, but we were also like the party hash, which is fun for a period of time. Yeah. When and how did that end for you to you to go somewhere else? I, at the time, was working at the VA. I had a promotion. Well, I hired into the, the Boston VA, and it was close enough that I could attend a boner event, like, on occasion, but I definitely wasn't going to go down every single month. By the time I, I took the promotion up in Boston, uh, that, was, that was pretty much it. Like, I would come down for events, and I still do, but I... I just don't make every single trail. And about that same time, Penis decided she wanted to move down to Virginia and hang out in D.C. and that area. Then she went and got herself fucking married. Taint finally graduated from Divinity School at Yale. Finally got an adult job somewhere down south. It's like all the founders found other things to do. And once we moved away, we were just like, all right, well, we'll go back for events and we'll have fun, but we're we're not going to be the regulars anymore. Who were the people that kind of took over leadership of Skull and Boners and kept it going? We had some lovely people and it was it was fantastic. Uh, I, I'm not going to name all the names because I'm going to forget all the names. But Frankie, uh, Frank Lays Wrong from, from New York has been kind of the, the ringmaster for many, many years. Whether she was GM or not, she has definitely been the glue. Right. And, and that girl can get some folks to the hash. There's been a Shut the Fuck Up, who, because his name is Shut the Fuck Up, does not shut the fuck up about fucking anything and has continued <laughs> to, to bring 
new folks to the hash. We had Flick as our GM for a while. We had Goats as our GM for, for a hot minute. We have Salty, who's, I think, the GM right now. Like, I, it feels like the, 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 the Miss Man leadership is, is kind of in flux. A lot of folks have left that area and have moved out to bigger and better things. But I think right now it's Frankie's holding it together along with Salty. I don't know. I kind of keep my hands out. <laughs> What was it like transitioning to hashing in Boston? I mean, honestly, like I hash a little bit with Boston from time to time. Mostly I try to make their events, but for the most part, those guys are city runners. And as much as I love many of the Boston people, I do not love running on concrete. (laughs) And my knees even more so than I. So I I don't hash with them very, very frequently. Although some of my best people have have definitely come from Boston. So that's a good rundown of your CV and good stories from that, the heydays of skull and boners that you got going. And that's pretty cool legacy to have. That is part one with Duck Duck Oops, known to most as Ducky. We'll be back with part two in the next episode. This is the On On Podcast. Hash your voices, hash your stories, hash your history. New episodes every week. Till next time, on on, this is Ra. To close the circle, here's the hash anthem sung by Mother Hash. Sweet.